This is the Born Offside Podcast. It's time to lay back, look inside you, and wonder why it is you're listening to this. All the best. Here's the rest. A monkey in a vest. Um, welcome, ladies and jelly spoons, uh, for a, a, another episode of Born Offside. Uh, uh, first and foremost, I think apologies all round. Uh, David has just just set it halfway across the world. Well, I say halfway across the world. It's across America. It might as well be across the world. And but he's here now, finally with us. Hello. Dave, how are you feeling? I am <laughs> not quite sure what time zone I'm in. And I. And I've just gotten off a plane where I sat next to an England fan. Would you believe this? So I was flying from New York to San Francisco and I get on a plane and there's a bloke dressed in an England shirt with, and he's got written on the back of his shirt, New York 18. Um, Because in 2018, he decided to go on a trip to New York uh, with his mate Kev. And um, and the thing was, right, Right, Kev, right, spelt his name wrong on a ticket. I had to buy a fucking new one, didn't I? 600 fucking quid, mate. Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> oh, and he just wouldn't shut up the whole way. Um, was um, uh, compl- I mean, He was complaining about the fact that he'd spelt the name wrong on this ticket for all six hours. Um, <laughs> it's just... just Fairly, fairly, fairly horrible. Man, how, uh, how, do, how do people like that get 600 quid in the first place, mate? That's what I want to know. Jesus. I, I, I don't know how he got the 90 quid to buy the shirt that, that you know. <sighs> anyway, let's not let's go back to, let's go back to him. We'll be having more let's not dwell. Let's not dwell. We've got way more important things to, to get onto other than yeah. uh, bizarre, freakish people on planes. Uh, right. Let's uh, get straight on down to it on a day where... Um, Oh my goodness, didn't it all just happen in the way once again that we didn't? It's a World Cup of Unexpecteds, left, right, and blimmin' well center. Uh, Brazil versus Mexico, Belgium versus Japan. We'll be covering those two, plus previewing, of course, the big one tonight, England versus Colombia, and the also extremely big one, uh, Sweden versus Switzerland. Can't wait uh, said. Yeah, that, that's going to be uh, uh, gripping. Um, uh, but we'll start uh, straight off with uh, Bel- uh, uh, Brazil versus Mexico. I think, I think we, we, actually, we could, we could start with either one, Belgium versus Japan or Brazil versus Mexico. Uh, we, we, what do you want to go for, Dave? What, what do you reckon? Which one should we start? Which one do you have most, most qualms with? Which one may, uh, uh, grips you? May, uh, people will find this difficult to believe, but we do do a modicum of preparation before we do these podcasts. And our preparation consists of talking to each other about our reaction to the game. And so you well know that I'm upset about both of these games. <laughs> and the fact that I'm tired as shit now is probably not going to help it in any way. So let's start with Brazil versus Mexico. Come on then, and- Brazil versus Mexico. We can, we can start straight off with, uh, and, and that really there's nowhere else to start. Obviously, uh, uh, Brazil, uh, uh, congratulations for getting through to the, uh, to the next round. Uh, win... Uh, uh, they they won two nil uh, versus a um, a well drilled Mexico side, but uh, but a Mexico side that uh, just unfortunately didn't have uh, didn't have enough probably for uh, May, the uh, Mexican tactics were bizarre because mm. uh, what's the coach's name uh, Osario or Os- Os- Rosario? No, yeah. the uh, the Colombian fellow with the nice shoes. Anyway, he yeah. was. He was in charge of the team and he's very controversial with Mexicans because he's always trying to do something different and he's always got some kind of new tactical innovation. He's, and I think he's quite smart. He certainly um, out-tacticked uh, Yogi Lowe in the opening game. And uh, Germany are out. I'd just like to say that. Um, and, and he out-tacted... It, thank, it's okay. It needs to be said every now and then. And... Uh, yeah, sorry, that, that, that was my significant other, just making sure that we all knew that the reason that Germany are out was Korea. Um, well, hand on chest. <laughs> hand yes. on chest, indeed. Anthem pumping. Um, what was I talking about? Yes, so his, his, te- his tactical innovation 
was uh, to completely dumbfound everyone and surprise the shit out of everyone by starting with Big Dada, Big Daddy Rafa Marquez. Indeed, yes. There was, a, and it was brilliant. The first half, it worked really well. The Brazilians didn't quite know what to do. They were targeting the space in behind the fullbacks. Uh, it was, you know, a well-identified weakness. There was just one searing hole in his game plan, mate. Marquez <laughs> couldn't play a second half, <laughs> so we had to take him off at half time, and then it all went to shit. Oh dear! Uh, old Daddy Marquez, you know, thirty-nine years old, and uh, it was it was pretty hot, wasn't it? I think it was like thirty-two degrees in the stadium. Uh, okay, fair enough. He's from Mexico, so he's he's used to playing in 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 uh, uh, temperatures which are which are uh, higher than obviously average in in England, for example. But yeah, he's thirty-nine years old, man. You know, uh, you, you know, you get you get a thirty-nine-year-old dog out onto the pitch at the same time. It's also not going to last the first half, is it? You've just called Big Dada Marquez a dog. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. D-A-W-G. That's, uh, you know, that kind oh, of Oh, yeah. Dog. That makes it just yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well done. But then, but then um, I have to say, mate, that I thought the overall performance from Brazil was measured. Uh, the first goal in particular was a very good goal. Um, they're, I, you know, we've been waiting for the who's the team to beat, and I think Brazil put a, a big claim in for that today. Just the, mm. the, the defense looks solid, mate. If we worked out how to say the Brazil coach's name yet, uh, you know what? I actually heard uh, another podcast. Shame on me uh, with his uh, with his name, and I'm about, I remember listening to it and thinking, got to remember to say that correctly next time I come out. It's gone, mate. It's gone. Sorry. Mate, mate, I listen to a lot of other podcasts and they all say it a different way. You need to find, you need to find a Brazilian one, mate, because I can't understand those. So you go find a Brazilian one and just choose the way that they all say right. it. Well, there's a Brazilian, uh, 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 one of my colleagues is Brazilian, but unfortunately she's ill today. So it's awful timing. Uh, I was ready and waiting to, to ask the uh, eternal question, uh, which she obviously thought was, uh, you know, will you marry me? But of course, with me, it was just, will you tell me what the name of Titi is? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we've, we've settled for Chichi. Uh, uh, which of course it means boob in, <laughs> Korean. in Korean. So I think we should just stick, stick with Chichi, you know, and let's, let's go for it. Chichi, Chichi it is. Anyway, so Chichi clearly knows what he's doing, knows how to coach the defense. They, um, I thought they looked very solid. Uh, I think that Felipe Luis is a more solid bet than Marcelo, who apparently has sustained his injury due to too soft a mattress. It's, mm. I, I think mm. he's, I think he's, um, kind of apt for that brazilian team but mate let's stop beating around the proverbial churrasco whatever that they beat around in brazil and get down to the brass facts tax mate i'm tired i'm getting my things mixed up basically i'm very very annoyed at nene like nene nene what have you done <laughs> nene previously was a moment of fun he put some spaghetti on his head he looked like a bulldog with spaghetti on his head his dad was entertaining but the diving today mate was just horrendous just just like at some point he's going to have children and his children are going to be shown that video and his children are gonna i mean they're gonna get very very close to just locking themselves into a room and not coming out for days like it's it it, it was it really was. And uh, you know, all, all during the day today, I have been trying to think about ways to defend him, um, but I can't. Because uh, it was, and, and I think, I, I, I'm pretty sure as well that most of the Brazilian people can't either. It's, um, it's something that we've not, uh, not seen very much, uh, uh, or, or that we don't see in the Premier League. So we don't, you know, it's been stamped out, uh, you know, when, when foreigners first came along to the, to the league, you know, they quickly realised that, it, you know, refs weren't going to have anything, you know, to do with that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I, think, I think, you know, and I have thought about this, I, I think it's because um, he feels a little bit hard done by. 
uh, in his life. Now, um, he's, he's only got five houses, uh, two helicopters, two planes, countless cars, champagne, women, and, and pet frogs hanging off his, his every word. Uh, but it's just not enough for him, you see. So he just feels hard done by. He's had a, 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 a torrid upbringing where referees have not given him the rub of the green. They've, they've not rubbed anything on him either. You know, he probably wanted something uh, into his skin. Um, but yeah, no, I'm afraid uh, uh, that's uh, that's the only thing I can think of that he uh, he just he just feels and, and it's something it's a, a very difficult habit to get out of. And I'll tell you, this is something that Latin people do a lot. They get hit, right? And then when they get hit, and if they don't go down, the referee doesn't give anything, right? So the so he thinks, well, hang on a second. If I'd gone down, I bet you the referee would have given something. So he gets hit the next time, and then he goes down, and the referee gives something. So it's a it's a precedent, you know, and it sort of leads one onto the other and one onto the other, and then and then he thinks, yeah, it's all right to keep doing this. Um, but, but yeah, look at what what he did out on the sidelines there. I think um, was was not great, mind you. Statistically, if you look uh, at this game, he was actually on the floor less times than any of his previous uh, games here in the World Cup. Um, he was uh, fouled more and he was on the floor less times but I think it's the drama of how he went down rolling around uh, I think he rolled seven times in three different directions uh, which is quite difficult to do <laughs> actually yeah. turning and 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 rolling the other way and it's was, it was very interesting I think I think it was it was like one of those vacuum cleaner self vacuum cleaner objects you know that uh, that sort of vacuum cleans around and then when it gets close to an, another object because that's what Neymar did he rolled and got close to the to the assistant manager he then turned and went the other way and uh, and I reckon it's something like that so mate as far as I'm <laughs> concerned it's time for football to do the thing that rugby does and american football does where if the ball is out of play the clock stops it's gonna. I mean, because mm. Neymar, like to your point, Neymar was not rolling around on the floor at nil nil, but he was at one nil, or he was when he saw there was an opportunity to get Layun sent off. Right? Mm. He does it tactically. He doesn't do it for no reason. He doesn't do it because he's you know a big sissy, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> but he does it tactically. It's a tactical attempt to win a game or gain an advantage in the game and one of the things that they can do about time wasting is just stop the bloody clock just turn it off now we're all yeah. worried we're all worried about having commercial breaks like the tv companies are gonna go aha the clock is stopped let's insert a commercial break no tv you can't have that <laughs> someone should sign a piece of paper to say that you can never have that but if the ball's out of play just stop the clock it doesn't count anymore. I'll even take 70-minute, 80-minute games because the amount of time, like if you, and sometimes if you look, even in the Premier League, which is a fast-paced league, the average amount of time the ball is in play is 65 out of the 90 minutes, which means mm. essentially we're watching 25 minutes of people rolling around, ask, arguing with referees, asking for yellow cards, making substitutions. I mean... Can you remember like, oh, wow, look at him hold up that board. Oh, he's made that substitution beautifully. Oh, <laughs> the, green, the green number and the red number. Oh, that's nice. Brilliant. It's not like a pit stop in Formula One. No one gets excited about the bloody substitution board. <laughs> oh, it's really annoying. I, 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 yeah, I sense your frustration here on that one. And I'm with you as well. They are interesting statistics, actually, uh, about how much time is in play. And I think, the like you said, the Premier League is actually one of the ones which is highest up there. But it is surprising that, uh, you know, where's 35, uh, uh, 20, 25 minutes of our time gone? You know, it's, uh, sorry, 35. We've established already that we're no good at maths, haven't we? So, um you know, our time is, is, is precious and we want to see football. And, we, and, and people pay to go to the stadiums to watch football. You know, how much football are they actually watching? Is this part of the game? What, what Neymar did uh, on the sidelines there is just, is just stupid. It, it really is. Um, you know, when you look at the replays, the thing is, he, he does get stamped on. I mean, he, uh, you know, Leon does sort of come in and... Uh, 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 you know, he puts his foot down on him, and um, was it L Lozano? Was it? Was it was like it was Leon, and, and he does touch him with his foot, but it's it's not intentional, and it's in no way enough. Ooh. I don't. I, I've seen no, it. No, 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 no. 
Even if it is intentional, it wasn't enough to merit the, the play acting. Mate, can you imagine having to go to the tattoo parlor with Neymar? I mean, if that's <laughs> how much pain he actually feels... You've seen all those tattoos on him. He must, like, he must be screeching in pain. <laughs> okay. yeah, I can imagine they put something in his mouth. Put I, some, like, a, I think they must have to just anesthetize the poor guy. Because if, <laughs> if he can't take a small tread on the, on the shin, imagine what he's like with a needle. Like, you must be able to hear the screams in, from Belo Horizonte up to bloody Winnipeg, mate. Oh, <laughs> Oh dear! No, it's uh, it's it's a real shame, a real shame, and um, you know, it's it's a blemish, uh, I think, on this World Cup, and something that that needs to be stamped out. Mate, and Messi, I don't, I, I know he's not in this World Cup anymore, but Messi doesn't do it, and I think that's no. why Messi is universally loved, and yes. and and even you know people who are ardent Ronaldo fans and the Ronaldo versus Messi argument still respect and love and adore Messi and it's because he doesn't indulge in that and he never has Uh, and that's that's very true and it's wrong that referees I mean I'm sure there's a whole bunch of free kicks and penalties and stuff that Messi should have been given that he hasn't been given and we should sort that out but I mean even Ronaldo doesn't do it as much anymore as he used to and certainly not as he never never did it as much in his heyday there's is what Neymar's doing it now. He's just taking it to a new level of spaghetti head buffoon. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's also, there's another interesting point as well is that like what, what Neymar's trying to do is, is also to get him sent off, right? So um, not only time waste, but also to get him sent off. I, again, where the whole VAR thing, that was the first thing that came into my mind. Isn't this a situation where the ref, if he's going to, if he, you know, if he thinks that there was some kind of uh, stamp, then is a potential red card. And so therefore he should see VAR as well. I mean, I don't Mate, know. If uh, he wants to have him sent off, he should write a letter. It would be less time consuming and far more civil. Like really, he, he should get out a piece of paper and a pen and write a polite letter to the referee saying, I believe that Mr. Layun has trodden on me on purpose. It was not particularly painful, but the act warrants a red card, Mr. Referee. Thank you very much. Love, hug and kisses, nay, nay. And the ref would read it. The ref would read it and go, I have seen your application for a red card for Mr. Layun. And I feel it was unfortunate but perhaps he did it deliberately. Therefore, I will send... And it would take less time and <laughs> less embarrassing than the shit we had to sit through today. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You're obviously not happy for a number of different reasons. Uh, and obviously, this one is, uh, is pulling that up as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Look onto the onto the football, and and how annoying it must have been for for uh, for Mexicans, uh, especially the, the the manager who came out and uh, publicly said how uh, how this these sort of things should definitely not be taking place on a football pitch, uh, not in 2018. 2018, for God's sake. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Neymar came. On back on again, seemed to be absolutely fine, and uh, and and then uh, uh, scored one and made one, didn't he? So uh, yeah, the first the first goal was a lovely goal. The back heel, the run from William, the cross, the oh, it was a very very nice goal. Um, it was good. It's a World Cup of great goals, so it'll probably get lost because there are better goals than that one scored. But as a kind yep. of as a Brazilian defender, you wonder what you could do to stop that. It was. I think a very well crafted goal and one of those moments where it's like, oh, they've come to party. Yes. Nene, Nene's come to party. Nene's come to party. And and William has suddenly come to party as well. And William's um, bought his afro. He's looking uh, sharp. He has, yep. <laughs> it was it was a very beautiful, uh, beautifully crafted goal and a very a very Brazilian goal as well. And uh, you know, and Nene with his new little haircut as well, uh, uh, uh coming out and uh, getting all the plaudits. Um but yeah, it was uh, no, it was it was absolutely beautiful goal. The movement, uh, uh, the, the movement of everybody in there. Uh, a t- suspicion of offside, but unfortunately not because the guy was lunging in, wasn't he? The defender was lunging in to to try and catch him, and he put him on side. So uh, uh, so that was that. But um, but after that, uh, you know, uh, Okocha Okocha kept him in, didn't it? Kept uh, Ochoa Ochoa Sorry, uh, not Okocha. <laughs> Ochoa kept them in them. Uh, kept them in there, you know, with a couple with a string of 
very good saves. I thought, uh, you know, there was uh, some some chances for for Brazil really to to pull away, um, but not much from Mexico, was there? Not much from Mexico. So long shots, pot shots from range, not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and then finally the 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 final nail in the coffin, uh, um, you know, to top it all, just to have uh, just to have. Uh, uh, Neymar actually score itself, you know. It was, uh, yeah. No, it was it was Bobby Firmino. Right. Sorry, ne- ne- Neymar made it. Sorry, Neymar yes. made it. Two, yeah. tooth, toothpastes, toothpaste, biggest advocate popping up for a goal at the back post. <laughs> love, I love Bobby Firmino. I think he's a lovely player. He doesn't roll around. He's got a winning smile, um, and uh, <laughs> I, he's one of my favourite football players to watch, Bobby Firmino. And I kind of hope that he gets to start the next game and they take Jesus out, but they won't. But anyway. Well, Jesus, Jesus played well as well. And he is Jesus after all. So, you know, very difficult to make Jesus out of that one. All right. Okay. Uh, Coutinho also a little bit missing uh, uh, in, in this game, which was a little bit, uh, a little bit surprising, but I, I'm guessing they won't take him off uh, uh, for the next game either. So, um, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we will, let's, let's do this one nice and quick. We, we, we've heard what, with the main headlines I think were from Brazil, Mexico. We'll take a very short break. We'll come back and we'll finish. We'll uh, wrap up the uh, yesterday's games with Belgium versus Japan. Papa Nene and Mama Nene. Would they be proud? Would they say yay? I think not Nene. Think again. And welcome back to part two of Born Offside. Uh, once again, follow us on Facebook, uh, uh, subscribe to our podcasts, and uh, and we will send you lots of invisible cookies. Um, you wouldn't really know whether or not we send them to you, though, because they're invisible, obviously. So, um, so speaking of cookies and other things, waffly and foodie, Belgium versus Japan. Now, just very quickly, I think yesterday we uh, we had a little, um, uh, a, a very quick chat about Belgium versus Japan, and um, what we were calling for was something that didn't quite show, did it? Well, we did say there was absolutely no way that Japan could win. And it turns out that, unfortunately for Japan, even by playing bloody good football, they still couldn't win the poor bastards. Mate, Very this true. is a lovely game. I, I watched this game in the, um, in the flight waiting area of Newark Airport, waiting for my flight, which got delayed, but I was kind of quite happy about it being delayed because it meant I got to watch the whole game and I was getting very worried about having to get on my flight because there was you know looking like we're going to have extra time uh, for anyone mm. to see the game Japan went into a wondrous 2-0 lead uh, and Belgium pegged them back with a quite horrible comeback they came out to 3-2 we'll get into that in, in a bit more detail but mate the, I thought even the first half I was like oh Japan have come to play and mm. what was wonderful about this Japanese performance is that they played football they technically received it gave it moved tried to attack um ran defended like they played football mate for 90 minutes and it was just gorgeous to watch and i think what part of what's good about it was with the exception of kagawa uh inui um and perhaps honda i don't really know who any of the players are or Yoshida, who I, I know who he is. But because you're not completely au fait with all of them, you can just kind of sit and watch them play. And they, mm. were, they were lovely to watch. Yeah, no, they were. They were real, real breath of fresh air. And, uh, you know, I think um, uh, in, in the team's hated department, uh, I guess we've got to be a little bit careful, you know, with, with our significant others being from South Korea, we've always been a little bit uh, uh, biased towards our uh, dislike, general dislike uh, for the land of the rising sun. But, uh, uh, but you couldn't help but feel... Uh, a, a sense of joy, a sense of footballing joy to what they brought completely opposite to what we actually thought was going to be uh, the case. We thought they'd probably sit back. Uh, we thought they'd defend. They, they might counterattack. They might not have any answers to what was going on. But credit, real credit to the Japanese uh, who came out, like you said, playing football, you know, and it was, it was, it was really wonderful, wonderful to see. Um, 
Uh, and uh, and yeah, and what got the ball uh, ball rolling was uh, Haraguchi's Haraguchi's uh, uh, goal after just a couple of minutes after the first uh, into the second half. And I just I just love his face, you know, when he scores that goal because uh, it's pretty obvious that he he sort of almost half didn't believe he'd just done that. Well, and well, he'd almost messed yeah. it up, hadn't he? Because the, it was a good ball through to him, but it was a ball that Vertonghen yeah. should have stopped. And, mate, I'm a Tottenham fan, and Vertonghen has been very, very good. He's been our player of the year this year. But I cheered him when he, when he didn't control that ball. <laughs> and, and then the, the Haraguchi looked like he'd messed it up and yes. then somehow managed to put it in the only place that Courtois couldn't get it. Uh, Courtois has been mouthing off about how Jordan Pickford's too short to be a goalkeeper and uh, <laughs> he should shut up uh, and he got his just desserts in that moment where um, he got it put past him uh, and Japan were all over them and then mate Inui scored oh. a lovely and you know what I love about this goal is if you watch the slow motion replay there's no spin on the ball he's just mm. proper old school thwacked it and you can read the maker's name as it goes in the back of the net <laughs> Lovely. It, he has, hasn't he? I mean, positionally, it was very similar to the Modric uh, 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 goal um, against Argentina, but the but Modric's was swerving, uh, whereas uh, whereas this one was just it was punched. You know, he it, it, it just punched it, and it was just a it was a gem. It was it was so beautiful when it went, and I think I think the world was was just uh, you know up on its feet, you know, and everybody thought, wow, you know. Could this be it? Could this be it? Um, they should have stopped the game there. It was beautiful. They should have stopped <laughs> the game there. Like, really, someone from FIFA should have come down the stairs and gone, so, it's, it's over. It's just too beautiful to do anything finish. but finish it now. It's That's stopped. It. It's done. <laughs> De Bruyne, Hazard, go home. It's beautiful. It's lovely. But unfortunately, we have to play for 90 minutes. And Martinez, Martinez, mm. mate, like, he's always kind of branded himself as this, you know, Spanish coach who likes to pass the ball around, likes to play proper football, who doesn't uh-huh. really bother coaching defensive. Martinez went over to the dark side because what did <laughs> he do? He brought on Fellaini. He did oh. what Jose Mourinho would have done. He no. brought on Fellaini. And then Belgium scored a really stupid goal where Vertonghen was trying to head the ball back across. Oh. Vertonghen looked kind of embarrassed that it had gone in. And then... Eden Hazard gave into the dark side, just looped the ball up to the back post and Marouan, dirty sideshow, Bob, scummy Jose Mourinho, friend's new contract at Manchester United, heads the ball into the back of the net from a yard. It's a horrible role. Horrible role. It really was. It was, uh, I, uh, we, we've, I was going to say the opposite of wax lyrical on this show about how much we hate Fellaini. Uh, there are a bunch of uh, uh, football players out there that we really do despise and hate. And Fellaini uh, is, is very, very much uh, on top of that list. Um, you know, they've brought him in. Uh, I, I just feel, oh, I felt like Ka- Kawashima, the goalkeeper was, uh, he's, he was a little bit at fault really, you know, for uh, certainly for the first goal, he should have come out. One, and, yes. Yeah, he should have come out and uh, and sort sorted out his feet. He's he's thirty five years old. He's uh, you know they've got this this generation of football players who um, I mean in Japan they were very very hopeful. They have been very very hopeful actually. Um, and I've been I've been reading some reports and everything about it and about how uh, uh, they really believe that this year they had some some great potential. It is it is a little bit of an old guard uh, new new entry kind of uh, uh, show for some of the, some of the players, but uh, it was just, uh, I think it was a bridge too far for, for um, Eiji is his his first name, Eiji Kawashima, Kawasaki almost, Kawasaki. Uh, He's called Eiji. He's He's old and he's called Eiji. Yes, that's very true. Yeah. So uh, whatever his Eiji is, yeah. Uh yeah, I thought he was he was at blame he was he was to blame for for that one and it was a real real shame because the second one well, you know, whatever. I mean, he could have come out for that Fellaini one, but I don't I don't really think so. I think it was it was crossed into a, a perfect area for uh for someone as ugly as Fellaini to to score. So um but then uh Japan didn't give up, did they? They just, you know, and it 
is 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 this something that they uh, is it naivety i mean i've i've heard a lot of people say that you know this is to you know this is about naivete whatever May, uh, but you know it was it was not it was naive but it was beautiful it was beautiful because yeah. they just kept playing the same way other teams would have crumbled and they did crumble in a way, but they crumbled in a beautiful way because they kept yeah. playing football. And Honda, mate, Honda had a go from 38, 39 yards and pro <laughs> proper tested Courtois. And then they had a go from the corner. I mean, Sam Allardyce or Tony Pulis would have been raging at the <laughs> Japanese defending, uh, the Japanese even taking that. They would have been like, respect the point. Like, we'll sit them there and we'll stop it. And the Japanese just flooded forward and the bastard Belgians played football for the first time in the entire match. And uh, it was, made, it was I mean, a counter-attacking goal is a nice goal. It was very well constructed. And uh, I, we, I feel like we have to give credit to Romelu Lukaku, who in the rest of the match was completely useless. Mm -hmm. He was awful. But for the goal, he made a very good run to enable... Mounier to get the space and yep. then he did a quite beautiful dummy to allow uh, Nasser Chad and that was a wonderfully selfless piece of play uh, I'm not generally speaking a Lukaku fan I think he's uh, the striker you buy because you can't afford Harry Kane and uh, um, no I like he, the, the Kane-Lukaku comparison comes up a lot in the Premier League because they're about the same age uh, they have very similar goal scoring records but I think if you look at it, Kane scores more goals against the top six than Lukaku does. Cocaine. Uh, uh, <laughs> Harry Cocaine. He's like a drug. I can't kick you, Harry. Um, Harry Cocaine Harry does a. Um, he just, he's just a better all round player, I think, than Lukaku. Although Lukaku's probably, you know, got more physical attributes to him. But to give him his dues in that one moment, that was an incredibly selfless piece of play. Harry Kane would not have left that for Nasser Chali. Harry Kane would have buried it in the back of the net. That's what Harry does. But still. <laughs> all right, all right. Enough about Harry. Time. We'll have plenty on Harry in part two, okay, of this. All right, sorry, or part tra, tra, if you want. But um, yeah, look, it's, it's, um, it's up for debate a little bit, that one, I think, uh, the Lukaku versus Kane. I think you are, ex <laughs> in case our listeners haven't, probably put two and two together you're heavily biased towards uh uh, uh old harry go kane um but uh he uh i think i think lukaku is a, a tremendous uh a striker and i i personally think personally he's got a, a few more qualities than than harry but i think uh, i think that's up for up for debate and it's it's just uh, a different one but um but look it's uh it's it's, it's the way it goes and, and football football is a is is a mean and nasty thing isn't it sometimes i mean uh, uh to go out in the way that japan went you know uh, i i just feel we we should just you know uh, 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 take our hats off to, to everything that they did. Uh, um, I'm sure waffle sales have tripled in Moscow, of course. Belgians will be very happy, although I haven't seen many Belgians. It's more the sad Japanese uh, which are out there, and, and, and rightly so. You should uh, feel very, very sad. They gave, um, us, they gave us a beautiful half of football, and I'm, I'm very grateful to them. It was, it was just when you thought um, that this World Cup was beginning to go through the, the typical one-all everyone sits cagey and then we go to penalties type narrative. Yep. Yep. Back, back came this game with a quite fantastic second half of wonderful, lovely to watch football and drama. And oh, I just love, I, I, this was a great game. Perhaps my favorite half of football from the World Cup so far. It was fantastic to watch. Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Japan. Well done, Japan. We'll see you again, Japan. And we'll see everybody else in just a few moments. As they said in RoboCop, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Yes, I bet it does. Waffles. Waffles won. Uh, welcome to part 3 of the Bon Offside podcast, uh, which is uh, a, a, a podcast all about the World Cup and about football and about general other stuff like, uh, um, you know, your marriage. Attire. My marriage does sort of pop into it. I had another one today. Oh, no, no, I'm not going to. There's no point going into it. Anyway, 
she's alive, I'm alive, we're still sort of kicking it, just about. But uh, 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 part three, we're going to go for it. We've got two games to, to, to preview, and I think uh, no other place to start than England versus Colombia. Uh, now, I just want to cast your uh, uh, cast your minds back to a, a couple of incidents where uh, Colombia have played against uh, England. Uh, first of all, um, Colombia haven't beaten England for the last five matches, uh, competitive and friendly. Just so I put that in there. So you know, that's, you know, I, odds, I think odds. I think the actual <laughs> I think the actual stat is that Colombia have never beaten England. Ever. Have they never been really? No, surely not. Oh. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it's, a very, it's a very limited pool of games. It hasn't happened very often. True. But true. yes, Colombia have never beaten England, which is for me the most worrying of all the statistics. Because <laughs> it means that tomorrow is the day that they do it. Because, you know, it is. statistics regressing to the mean, on average, it must surely... Oh, <laughs> It is very true. These statistics and these records are made to be broken. And uh, to be totally honest... Um, you know, Colombia have got a team this year. They really have a team and they've got the support in behind them as well. We've spoken about it already. I think England need to fear that. Um, I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the teams need to be very, uh, very confident now seeing as there's been so many upsets. It really does seem like this can go anywhere um, at the moment. But um, I want to cast you back to the last time that they played. I think, I think this was the last time they played competitive. It was the 1998 World Cup in the group stages in France. And Valderrama was their number 10. Yeah, he was on his way out then, though, wasn't he? He, he, was, he was, yeah. In his yeah. twilight years. Yeah, but he was still there with the hair, you know. And when, ah, what days, you know. Faustino Asprilla was still playing. One of my favorite players yeah. of all time. One of the and, very uh, few players that could nutmeg someone with a drag back. Oh, oh, oh. Newcastle, you had it good. And uh, yeah, and it was uh, goals from David Beckham and Darren Anderton that took England through uh, to play against the Argies when David Beckham obviously decided that he didn't want to play anymore. Um, so yeah, so what can we expect for tomorrow? Dave, what do you reckon? Heartbreak, despair. Um, and that's just going to be the opening two minutes. Oh, mate. I mean, <laughs> when... When England came off the field against um, Belgium and we had to play Colombia, Colombia at that point were a, a side that were a pretty good. And in the intervening time, without playing any matches, they have, in my mind, gone from a pretty good side that we should probably beat into perhaps the best team that's ever played football ever. <laughs> and, and despair is inevitable. And why do I do this to myself? Like, I, oh, that mean they look, Oh, mate, they just, I mean, they've got two quality centre-backs. Mate, the only thing that fills me with any, any sense of hope is the keeper is rubbish. One, he plays for Arsenal. Two, he doesn't play for Arsenal that often because he's not good enough to play for Arsenal and Arsenal are yep. rubbish. Um, and uh, the Arsenal fans refer to him as, uh, uh, was it uh, David Bins? Because, like, he's rubbish. Uh, it's not the it's not the best nickname of all time, but anyway, that's what they call him. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, instead of David Ospina, it's David Bind. I don't know because he's trash. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and they're Arsenal fans. Don't ask them to come up with a decent nickname. Um, yeah, anyway, so he gives me some confidence. Their fullbacks uh, are not that great, but the central defensive partnership is good. Uh, and then they've got attacking talent to be quite envious of, like. Rodriguez, who, who the Colombian FA say is going to play, but mm. apparently he sat out of training again today. So you wonder about how fit he can be. But even then, they've got Quintero, who's you know the reverse pass magician. Uh, <laughs> Cuadrado, who's lightning quick. Falcao, who took the last time Falcao played against John Stones, Falcao took him to school. Um, mm. in that Monaco Man City game uh, last year. So, oh, and if Hernandez good. doesn't play, they've got Izquierdo who can come on as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough lineup. It's going to be very, very tough. Yeah. We're, meanwhile, we're relying on Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. Yes. Well, at least we've got Jesse Lingard in there, haven't we? So, uh, uh, <laughs> Not entirely sure what is going to be happening. Mate, what odds for a for, for David Ospina doing another René Higitia scorpion kick a la 1995? What do you reckon of that? 
That will almost definitely happen. And probably when they're 4-0 up, just to <laughs> rub it in. It's not going to help, is it? It really isn't. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Starting lineups for England. Uh, any any reason why they should be thinking or, or possibly changing anything at all since, uh, no. since their last game? The Belgium game has proven not, without not a doubt. Game. Yeah, the yeah. Belgian game has proven without any doubt that the second string is rubbish. So we have to play the first string. Um, Delhi Ali is back. Um, True. Which, which I like. Uh, people watching the game tomorrow, don't be, don't be deceived into thinking that Delhi is the kind of player that's going to have a, an effect on the entirety of the game. Delhi is what you call a moments player. As in, he'll have a couple of really good moments and then not do much for the rest of it. You just have to pray that those moments result in a goal. And they often do. Um, and what I also like about Deli Ali is he's got a mean streak to him. Like, <laughs> he's all over social media with his cute little wave and his hand celebrations with Son Heung Min. But underneath, he's a little bit scummy as Delhi, And I like that. He likes to <laughs> kick people. Like, um, he very famously... Um, uh, he and Ashley Young have been talking about the the um, squabble that they had on the pitch during the um, FA Cup semi-final when um, uh, Ali and Young went for a challenge and uh, Ali is alleged to have said to, to Ashley Young, go get your Zimmer frame, old man, uh, to, which oh. Ashley, to which Ashley Young replied, uh, come, back, come back when you've actually won a trophy. Um, mm. Which uh, I thought, you know, it's a nice bit of bit of bants, and they've been talking about it, and they put it behind each other. Deli Ali also famously got into trouble for flicking the bird at Kyle Walker, which is exactly the way to treat Kyle Walker. Oh God, I've forgotten that Kyle Walker's going to have his fuck up. What's he going to do? Probably pass it to Falcao, isn't he? Oh um, dear, there is a possibility. I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. So he'll he'll slot in for Loftus Cheek. Loftus Cheek will, will drop back yes. out again, and uh, and we'll playing we'll be playing with Deli Ali just in behind Kane and Sterling. Sterling, think he should stay on. Uh, I think I think so. The thing is with Sterling is he's very 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 quick, and hmm. if um, I mean Sanchez on because he played for Tottenham all year, I know the player I know well. Sanchez is quick, um, but I think Mina, while he's very good in the air, is perhaps not as quick and. Um, Sanchez also has a mistake in him. He's obviously a, a player with a, a lot of ability and talent, but I feel like Harry, Harry has watched him in training. Harry scored lots of goals in training because that's the kind of player Harry is. All I right, just, all right. Just, mate, I feel like everything rests on Harry. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just, the, him and, oh, come on, H, come on. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna be a bit. You're you're pretty emotional about this game, obviously. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, you know, happy. I, I want England to, to to do well. I want England to do well uh, and and get through as much as they can. Obviously, as 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 many now know, uh, my allegiances do lie a lot with Portugal. But uh, uh, you know, England are, are are there in my heart, uh, and I do want them to do well uh, uh, tonight. Um, I just. I just feel like, and I, I this, because yeah, uh, England do this so often, right? They get to this stage, and then there's a lot of talk about how how they can, how they can, how they can, and that that's great, but it's very anti-English. English people are far more. Uh, you know, well, the opposite, really. You know, they're they're far more cynical. They're far more uh, uh, downcast about their chances. They're not, and you know, English people are not generally the kind of people who, 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 who really, uh, you know, find their hearts in positivity. And when everybody does get extremely positive, and everyone sort of starts talking about about the next uh, next round and the next match after we've swept this team aside or whatever. It, it all goes to it all goes to shit. Pardon my French, you know it really does, and I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm really worried about uh, uh, about uh, uh, England tonight for for a number of different reasons. Um, I, I hope that back three hold up Walker Jones and and Maguire. I really do because I'm not sure how they're going to deal with uh, um, with, uh, with you know with that front line. Uh, of of Colombia, and, and one of the things that does worry me as well is this, is is that the system that uh, that Gareth Southgate's got at the moment with this back three, which really should be a back five, uh, if you if you think that Car uh, uh, that Trippier can can drop back in, 
but Lingard is out on the left. He can't drop back in. So it's a very strange and I would say almost unstable back four, you know, with a back three and then a right back, but no left back. You know, it's... Well, uh, Ashley, it's Ashley Young is the... Ashley Young will be, will be the left wing back. And uh, he has played quite well for Manchester United there all year. Um, and, oh, yes, that's true. Lingard will play in the centre this time, won't he? Yeah, and, and Trippier has been very good. And Walker will be invaluable for chasing Quadrado around because Quadrado is lightning quick. But I think, I think, privately, Kyle Walker is the fastest player in the world. Kyle Ooh. Walker is stupid fast. Emphasis on the stupid. <laughs> Double-barreled, yeah? That's, yes. uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's stupid fast walker. <laughs> oh, dear. But his, his stupidity may, unfortunately, unravel uh, uh, instead of his speed. We've all seen his speed, and his speed might actually, you know, go take him a long way. It might take him a long way. Literally. But then that's stupidity. Yeah, literally. But then that's stupidity. Uh, um, uh, are you going to call it? Uh, what do you reckon? Carl Walker, what's he going to do? What's he going to do in this game? And look, bear in mind that he might make a mistake and we might, and you know, England might still win 2-1 or 3-2 or something like that. So, so just, just, just go for it. Just go for it. I, I, I think uh, what I'm hoping is that uh, Kyle Walker's mistake tomorrow morning, tonight for you, will be that he forgets Jordan, which one's Jordan Pickford and which one Jordan Henderson is. Uh, and that probably won't have any effect on us. Uh, and he'll just look at them a bit bemused and will never even spot the mistake he's had because he's just got the Jordans mixed up. Uh, that's my hope. Well, okay. That's the best case okay. scenario. What if he ends up passing to the wrong Jordan? He should have passed. Should be, should be fine. Uh, yeah? Should be fine. Yeah, should be fine. Uh, okay. You have confidence in Pickford's uh, uh, yeah. feet. Pickford's ability. very good with his feet. Yeah, should be fine. All right. Okay. Well, uh, all right then. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a tense one for sure. I think it's going to be a very, very tense one. Uh, but all eyes will be uh, on. So is it Sochi? I think we're playing in Sochi. I'm not, it's in Moscow. Oh, it's in Moscow. Right. It, all eyes will be on the England match uh, and uh, we'll see whether or not we can overcome the yellow sea uh, that has become prominent in the stadium. Are they playing in yellow uh, and we're playing in red? Is that how that's working? Uh, good question. No idea. Okay. Uh, I would imagine that uh, if yellow and us in white, it would be a bit confusing, wouldn't it? They would have yes. to be playing in their blue for us to be playing in our white. So, um, so yeah, not sure. Not entirely sure who, who got the rub of the green on that one. Um, all right. Okay. Well, other than tension, there's not really much else we can say about uh, England versus Colombia, is there? Uh, uh, on this one, have you got a, fi a final parting note for England? Have you got like a maybe a sort of you know Ray go England kind of comment or something or anything you want to say to the eleven on the pitch? Please find a way to win. I don't care how. <laughs> desperate now. <laughs> Just please, please. <laughs> Uh, at this moment in time, Dave is down on his knees and uh, kissing a cross. And I tell you right now, he's not religious. Uh, so he's just kissing the cross because he found that cross on the street somewhere last night. It's a picture um, of Harold Edward Kane. <laughs> <laughs> that, all right, that's enough about Harold Kane in England. Um, we will come back and we will preview Sweden versus Switzerland in just a moment. If you want to hang out, you've got to take her out, go Kane. If you want to get down, get down on the ground, go Kane. She don't lie, she don't lie, she don't lie. Go Kane. Welcome back uh, to Born Offside, and uh, we were where we will be previewing now the very final game that is Sweden, uh, which is basically vodka. Which is vodka could be vodka and chicks uh, versus um, versus uh, the clocks and chocolates and uh, uh, and bankers of uh, Switzerland. Mate, who's going to win this game, and do we care? Uh, the answers to those are I don't know. And no. Um, <laughs> do you remember, mate, cast your mind back to 2006. And in 2006, a yellow team played a red team 
in the uh, quarterfinals of the World Cup. And the red team was Switzerland and the yellow team was Ukraine. And it was the first time that either of them had been that far, which meant that the, one of the winner would be the first, for the first time, would make it into the semi-final. And they then, in front of our eyes, duly unfailed the most boring game of all time. Uh, <laughs> mate, I think the statistic... I think the statistic in that game was that Switzerland didn't have a shot on target to their second penalty in the penalty shootout. Like, I th- I'm pretty sure it's something like that. I, I do recall that match. It was a penalty shootout, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was... After nil, like... nil, nil, nil. <laughs> uh, Sergei Rebrov was in that team, would you remember? Oh, Rebrov and Shevchenko. Sheva. Sheva. Oi, Sheva. And Reba, Shevs and Rebs, uh, a, a very exciting duo, but not in that game. It was very boring. And I feel like because uh, Sweden play in yellow too, they're going to be taking the Ukraine role, whereas Switzerland will be taking the Switzerland role and boring the crap out of us. Like both teams are f- well known for the uh, defense. Like Sweden's strikers cannot finish at all. Like Marcus Berg cannot finish his dinner, let alone an opportunity to score in a World Cup match. Uh, Shakiri is not playing against Serbia, so I won't give a crap. Um, yeah, mate, this is good. Got- Sweden, Sweden won. They, they, beat, uh, uh, um, uh, they beat Mexico 3-0, didn't they? So yeah. was, was, yeah. Well, one of those was a comedy own goal. Uh, one was uh, a ping-pong thing that came over to the back post and the second one wasn't Marcus Berg. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um yeah, so it's uh, it's got a bit of a, a bit of a bore draw written written over this one, doesn't it? And uh, if we're going to call a draw, we it, it probably is one of the ones that we could call a draw on. But um I don't know, we've seen some shocking shocking football and some shock surprises uh, uh as well. C- could we be in for, for for a treat here? Could we in- oh, yeah. No. It's going to be boring. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's going to be 0-0. Zero, zero. All right, then. You heard it here first. Uh, the most boring match of the, uh, uh, the, the, the World Cup so far, which I thought was, was Denmark versus France, um, uh, may very this well... This will be more boring because it will be longer. <laughs> more of it. Therefore, it will be more boring. Very true. Who would you like to go through? I really don't care. What's the difference between Sweden and Switzerland? <laughs> they both start with an S, so that's a similarity, they I guess. They start with SW, mate. Yeah, and and then W as well, just for good measure. Uh, yeah, no, it's not looking looking very good. Although the winner of this game obviously will play the winner of England versus Colombia, which should England go through, then they would be playing against this. So no preferences there then, no? I'll care about it if it happens. <laughs> All right then. All right, and I think that's a, a great note to leave on the boredom of Switzerland and Sweden. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, like us on Facebook, follow us, uh, uh, follow us down dark alleys. And because uh, um, we do like going down dark alleys as well. It's something that we uh, often do. So uh, you can follow us on that. Follow us on Twitter. Leave us some comments and we'll be happy to, to, to have a look and, and see if we can. Um, actually, we've, we very rarely do go onto Twitter and Facebook and, and, and have a look. tell them that. Sorry, sorry. But we haven't been able to, I think, in the last because you've been jet setting around lord knows where you know and i've i've had a cold you know so uh, and I'm, I, can't, I can't foresee my cold getting any better by the looks of things i might be sick for the next year so um yep all good congratulations to uh to well yeah reluctantly brazil obviously for getting through congratulations to uh reluctantly belgium uh, for getting through that's uh, set up a match which which is quite juicy actually the brazil versus belgium match i think uh, uh for next uh uh, for the quarterfinals. Uh, but we'll be back same time-ish tomorrow uh, to, uh, well, well, we'll see what mood we're in tomorrow. From us, goodbye. Come on, Harry. Three, four, three.